Greetings, church. On this Thursday after the third Sunday in Lent, or the Thursday before the fourth Sunday in Lent, as we gather around the Word of God looking at our texts for this upcoming Sunday. And today is the time in which we look at our second reading for this coming Sunday, which is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Let us calm our hearts before we read from the Word of God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 10. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you previously lived according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts, and we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is one of those sections of scripture that is uh, monogrammed on coffee mugs and t-shirts, maybe bath towels. I have no idea. The the whole, for you are saved by grace through faith. We we have that everywhere. It's it's one of the, the texts that we use as Lutherans all the time to understand our salvation. But we tend to skip over the first part, don't we? The first verse of chapter 2, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. It reminds me of the old confession that the church used to use. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We don't like to use that one anymore. And so we changed it to where we say we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. That's the one that most of us have memorized, that, we, that we've heard in church a thousand times. And it confesses what it says here, that we are dead in trespasses and sins, that we're dead, that we have to be made alive in Christ. That makes John 3 mean something, right? That we have to be born again, and it's not this born-again experience that we, that we hear of all the time from different segments of American Christianity. It's quite li- literally, we are dead in our sin. And we have to be made alive. Dead people can't raise themselves, but Christ can raise the dead. And so we hold to that faith. And he qualifies it by saying these these trespasses and sins in which you previously lived, which is weird, living in death, according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler, the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. Could it be Satan? Maybe. The spirit of the air? Maybe the spirit now working in the disobedient. Might be. But this idea of of the world not being a picture of leaving the world behind and not doing anything that the world offers, but this picture of, of, of there is something out there that we are supposed to sort of maybe say, okay, that's not how we live anymore. This is not who we are. This does not define us. What defines us is that we are dead and Christ makes us alive. And, and 
Paul throws himself in amongst these people too. He gets down in the gutter with them. Remember, that's where we find ourselves, in the gutter, in the ditch. And, and Paul gets together with them and says, We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts, and we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. Talking, uh, saying that we're not allowed to look at the world and go, Oh, look at those filthy pagans. They're so bad. We're not allowed to do that. Because we look at the world and we realize we're them. We're in the ditch too. The difference is that Christ has come to us. Because verse 4, but God. One of the most important buts in all of the Bible. But God, who is rich in mercy. Remember mercy. We love mercy. We don't necessarily want to dwell on justice. We want to dwell on mercy. Because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. That God, who is rich in mercy, even though we deserved death and hell, he comes out of his great love, out of his great decision over you, and he makes you alive in Christ. But being made alive in Christ means nothing to you until you realize that you are dead in sin, dead in your trespasses. You are dead because our sins and our trespasses, the only thing they do is they turn their back on God. They decide that we are God, so we're going to decide. And what ends up happening is that um, that's not how it works. Instead, God comes to us and does an amazing work in us. Because he puts an exclamation point on it and says, you are saved by grace. It's like he's shouting it at us. Grace not being some magical power, but God doing a purposeful thing in you, showing you mercy when there is none. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, that we are attached to Christ. What happens to Christ happens to us. So that means death and resurrection. That the things that we are holding on to right now have become God to us. And God's going to come and kill them that we might be raised in him so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Notice everything revolves around Christ. Everything revolves around Jesus. And it's grace and mercy are the things that win out here. And the only thing that applies it to us is faith. Trusting that, number one, we are dead in trespasses and sins, but number two, that we have been made alive in Christ. Those are the two things that we trust, that we hold on to. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is God's gift. Not from works, so that no one can boast. Because if it's by works, we can say, look how awesome I am. Look what I did. Oh, I deserve this, right? And we don't deserve it at all. And so it has to be by grace. Because we are undeserving, it has to be by grace. Then it says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. This is an interesting text, this this last verse, because we hold on to it and say, okay, now we've been saved, now we've got to get out there and do. But what the text is actually saying is that we are his his handiwork. He's molding us together. And, and we were created in Christ Jesus, in the good works of Christ. 
and we are prepared ahead of time to go out and walk in those works, to walk according to what it is that Christ has done, not walk according to our own, but walk according to what it is that Christ has done. And then that's going to affect how we live and love in the world. But if we take this text and say, okay, faith, yeah, 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 whatever, yada, 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 now we look at work. Let's get to work. Let's do what we need to do. And God says, no, it has been done in Christ for you. Trust, trust that it is over. Let us pray. O God, rich in mercy, by the humiliation of your Son, you lifted up this fallen world and rescued us from the hopelessness of death. Lead us into your light that all our deeds may reflect your love through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, church, hope you have a wonderful remainder of the week. Go in peace, serve the Lord. We will see you tomorrow.